Hi, this is Dr. MJ coming to you from beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. This is the Women in Dentistry podcast where we feature women in dentistry making waves and leading the industry through the next decade. I am your host, Dr. Mary Jane Hanlon, a former dental assistant, dental hygienist, and now dentist. I'm very pleased to introduce you today to Ms. Samantha Jones. Sam began her dental career at the age of 16. Her passion for communication and relationship building blossomed with both patients and coworkers. Sam became a dental practice manager in her 20s, developing administrative strategies to grow both the practice and the people within it. Sam co-founded Compass Dental Practice Solutions, offering dental professionals the same support, knowledge, and strategies that founded her own success. In addition to Compass, Sam serves as Chief Operations Officer for a small dental group where she works daily in the practices. This enables her to continue to develop the administrative and clinical systems and the solutions that are being utilized in hundreds of practices across the country. She is also the CEO and founder of WOW Readiness Program, a career readiness program that provides resources and job placements for underserved women. She's an expert advisor with Accelerate Dental and a member of the Dental Speaker Institute, Dental Speakers Bureau, and Dental Entrepreneur Women's Network. It is now my pleasure to bring you to my interview with Ms. Samantha Jones. So Sam, it is so great to see you today. And I've been looking forward to our podcast all day. Sorry, it was a little bit late, but that's how life is, right? So I want to um, introduce you to the audience. They can't wait to hear your story. So just without further ado, just jump right in. Tell us how you got into dentistry and what you're doing today. All right. Well, I was fortunate enough to actually start dentistry in dentistry when I was about 16 years old. I had a part-time job. I actually really, and I felt very fortunate at that time. Everybody else was working at Baskin Robbins and, uh, and I had this awesome job in a dental practice and really enjoyed it. When I finished high school, um, I had big plans to go to college and uh, not work in the field of dentistry. I was going to pursue journalism or maybe nursing. I was kind of going between the two things. And as I began my journey into adulthood, um, I had my first experience uh, moving out of my parents' home, getting an apartment. It was a very exciting time in my life. And then tragedy struck. I had an experience uh, that sort of changed and redirected my journey. My new apartment was broken into and I was attacked. And it was, uh, it was really traumatic. It, it, it just kind of halted everything. Everything kind of came to a pause in my life. In this space, I really kind of re, refocused everything on just my own, my own self, my own healing, and, and what was next for me. At that time, I realized that I needed to kind of pull up my bootstraps and try to figure that out. And I needed to take care of myself. So I had some bills to pay and it was, it was time to kind of start getting back into, uh, you know, figuring out my, my future. That's when um, I actually ended up uh, interviewing for a job with a phenomenal dentist um, in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, a little shout out to Galen Van Blaricum. Um, he's taught me a lot um, in my career, I actually credit him for a lot of the, uh, the knowledge that I carry with me today. 
Uh, he's a very smart man. He was a very good clinician and uh, one of the best businessmen men I've, I've ever met. And he gave me a job as a treatment coordinator. I loved my job. I loved my practice. Um, it was a very small practice at the time. Um, I was the treatment coordinator for about six years. And then we decided we were going to start growing the, the practice, adding an associate, doing some of those fun things that you do um, in a dental practice. And I was promoted to practice manager. Um, so I had the, uh, the pleasure of leading a team and uh, really embodied that, uh, that position uh, with the mindset of watch out world, here I come. I really wanted to, to take this opportunity that, that was becoming my career accidentally <laughs> and make it my own. Um, this kind of came about as I was revisiting some of my old journal entries um, during that time of healing. One of the things I said to myself in that journal was, watch out world, here I come, I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to attack life, I have a different, different trajectory, it's not what it was supposed to be, but I'm going to make it something else, and it's going to be great, and I, I can do this. Uh, it was a little bit of faking it till you make it, but um, I had a, a person in my life that was really pivotal, pivotal in helping me, you know, stay focused on that mindset. While I was uh, a practice manager, I really, uh, I really just fell into this, this space where I felt like this is it. Like I actually really enjoy this industry, this, this, this dynamic of, of what we're doing in dentistry was something that I, I really just began to recognize as not just a stepping stone, but maybe this was the, maybe this was the thing. And so I, I stuck with it. And um, I had a couple of really deep conversations with some folks that sometimes when we stay committed and we persevere in those spaces, really great things can happen. So I really tried to place that in my mind's eye. And uh, I just decided I was gonna be the best damn practice manager <laughs> there was. And as we began to scale and grow in this practice, um, I, I was really proud of what was happening there. And I kind of got to the point in my career where I was like, okay, this is it. So what's next for me? What, what, what do I, where can I go from here? Because I, I did feel like, you know, if I was pulling back to those earlier days when I was making, you know, making up the hopes and dreams for, for my future, that wasn't necessarily it. Um, but I felt like I was on the right path. I was on the, the right, in the right place and on the right path. So I, I started kind of investigating um, that next step. And one of the things that we had done in our practice for the 16 years that I was there is we really had a deep value for continuing education. So throughout my time as a treatment coordinator and then also uh, as a manager, I went through several different um, courses and consulting uh, firms and learned, learned a lot um, through that space and thought, gosh, that was that was really pivotal for me. I wonder how I get to the other side of that and become involved there. Um, so I, I started researching and investigating and I stumbled a, a, uh, across um, Act Dental um, and uh, moved into, was, was able to land a, a job with Act as a consultant. So that was kind of the next step in, uh, in, on my new path um, in dentistry that wasn't so new anymore. <laughs> I'd be um, glad to see you go. <laughs> it was hard. It was um, it was hard for me to go, 
Um, I almost felt like I was, you know, betraying um, that situation. So it was hard. It was hard to leave. And, and I think it was also hard uh, for them too. Um, but at the same time, it was almost one of those like celebratory, like, this is, this is cool. This is great. Like this is, you know, go Sam. So I did it and I, I loved it. Um, my time on the other side of sort of teaching what I had learned over the years and, and, and coaching from the, the aspect of leadership and, and being committed to our processes in the practice and, and, and recognizing that it's so much more than just patient care. It was, it was awesome. I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to, to try this. And I really wanted to just hone that skill. So it was, it was a phenomenal choice at the right time. My children were a little bit older. Um, so being on the road and traveling was, um, it was okay. It was the right time. And as I started to, to work through uh, some of the challenges, the normal challenges that happen in dental practices with my clients, I started to recognize a very small scope of the, these, these repetitive challenges that I would hear over and over and over again. And it was really a, a lot of times related to that, uh, that administrator-doctor relationship where there was a gap of, of understanding, like, I'm not sure what the front's doing. I don't know. I don't know what's happening at the front desk. And I wanted to find a way to bridge that gap. So um, I started creating my own content around administrative systems that I could help doctors understand what the front desk does all day long and what they're working on. That's oftentimes not some of the things that are focused um, on a lot in dental school, it's more clinical fo focused. And so I wanted to provide just a, a bridge for that understanding of what's happening there and uh, with respect to the front desk. So um, I have an awesome partner who was helping me develop um, videos, uh, video tutorials. And I thought, gosh, you know, I, I think I have something here. And so once I kind of got something pretty ro robust, I decided it was time to break away and go out on my own. So I developed a company called Compass Dental Practice Solutions. And Compass is a, an online learning platform for dental teams. It's got a heavy focus on the front desk, but we do tap into um, some clinical systems and, and that sort of thing, and business, uh, business systems as well, and leadership. And it was, it was sort of the, the birth of, of my very own thing for the very first time. And I was really proud of that. Um, about the same time I was breaking away from, from ACT on my own, I was actually approached by a former client, um, one of my former coaching clients through ACT. And they told me, they said, Sam, we're doing a thing and we need some help. And they uh, were two young dentists in the Kansas City area who owned two dental practices at the time and they wanted to scale. They wanted to have more than those two practices. And they, they had the understanding that they couldn't do it alone, just, just by themselves. So they asked me to join them. Um, and I said, you know, I think this is pretty good timing actually. I'm not gonna be overly crazy busy with a brand new business that I'm trying to build and create. So I think I can manage both things. And I think sometimes as women, we, we do wear lots of hats and- We do. Yeah. And I was, I had, 
sort of that same idea that I could, I could wear these two hats, no problem. I, I got this. Um, what I didn't realize at the time was that actually um, my opportunity with our dental group here in Kansas City was, um, was a catalyst for just the continued development of content and information that I could share outside of my, my region or my community um, that I felt like could really help in dental practice. I was boots on the ground consultant, which was very different yeah. than, what, than what was happening when I was just consulting. I was now in this space where I could teach based on everyday, real life situations that happen in dental practices all the time. And so I'm still doing both things. Um, I have um, now um, gone from treatment coordinator to owning my own coaching and consulting company and, um, and I also serve as a C, uh, the COO and uh, business partner with, with RM Dental Group here in Kansas City. So that's where it's at right now, MJ. <laughs> wow, that's an amazing story. So thank you for sharing so openly about your, your incident. And I, I obviously don't want to ask too many questions about it, but you know, I, I just know that other people, you know, suffer through traumatic experiences and, and you know, what you did was significant because, you know, when, when faced with a choice in the road like that, you know, many people crumble. And I give you a lot of credit for having the bravery to take a step back and, and say, okay, I got this. I'm going to just pick it up. You know, like you said, pull your bootstraps up and just move on. And um, it's not easy to do. So congratulations on that. I, I really want to recognize that fact. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think, you know, I learned in, in that space that, you know, I, I am control in control of, of my story. And one of the things that I'm doing now is I am, I have started a program here in the Kansas City area to work with underserved women. It's called, wow, watch out world uh, readiness program. And I really, I really want to help other women understand that we can survive a tragedy or a trauma and actually thrive. We are in control of our ability to write our own stories. We just have to make that choice and then we can figure out where to start. So that's, that's where it was at for me. And luckily I had some really phenomenal people surrounding me in that time that believed in me and helped me get through something like that. Amazing story. So tell us a little bit more about your educational platform. So you're still doing consulting in the dental practices. And then, and then, so as time goes on, you still build con content, you put it up on your website and, and that is something that people can buy purchase, right? It is. Yeah. I actually really wanted to the the consulting um, platform that I started with when I, when I was with ACT, was pretty focused just on like one-on-one -on -one coaching, on-sites, phone calls, that sort of thing. I wanted to actually broaden what I could offer people. Um, and, you know, I, I really had this passion for new dentists um, who were just getting started that maybe needed some of these, these, you know, very basic tools, resources, systems that could really help them avoid some of the um, later on mistakes that you're, that you're like, oh yeah, dang, I wish I would have known that. Um, so with that in mind, I really wanted to, to hit a price point that would be comfortable for a newer dentist to invest in something that would give them that type of education. So 
so I have, I do anything. I mean, I have the platform that someone can just buy and, and use the videos and resources that are within the platform or, and that's very affordable, or we can work together. You can have that stuff and me, and we can work together. Um, so that was really the goal is to be able to, to serve the masses, um, as opposed to just, you know, you know, the, the high dollar consulting that sometimes, um, is the only option. That's amazing. That's a great story. So, um, how do they reach out to you on the website first? Is that how they reach you? Yeah, there's, uh, my information is listed on the website. So I have, uh, my email addresses there. Um, and then, uh, a phone number is there that they can reach out to me by I'm a, I'm a little old school. I like to have phone calls and chat face-to-face. So I know that like the, uh, the initial, you know, communication typically happens through the scope of text or email. Um, but I really encourage, uh, the clients or doctors that I'm working with to connect with me, um, virtually, um, on the platform of like zoom or by phone. So we can, we can actually have a real conversation. (laughs) That's awesome. So, you know, reflecting back, what's the best piece of advice that you got when you started your business or in your life, you know, to, to maybe deal with the trauma? So, you know, just passing on some tidbits to people that might, might help Im- improve or inspire them. I think it's actually really a really simple piece of advice that I received from my mom um, very early on. Gosh, you got to love moms, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. It was just this very simple statement that's really stuck with me throughout my entire career and just even in my personal life. Um, She said, believe you can, because I believe you can. Oh, I love that. And it reminded me uh, as a person, as a mother, as a partner, as a business owner, that sometimes all it takes is one person to believe in you first. And then it's like that reminder that if somebody else can believe in me, I certainly can believe in myself and I can do this. So it was just that simple little nugget that I think has stuck with me and, and it worked, it worked. It was a piece of advice that helped me and reminded me every day. It's an amazing piece of advice. Outstanding. You know, we underestimate our parents so often, especially when we're younger, don't you think? Oh gosh. And it isn't until we become moms and dads or parents or mature a little bit, you know, if you don't have kids that we realize, holy shit, they knew exactly what they were talking about. Oh, I feel so bad that I tortured them so much, you know? So much. Yeah. I I have definitely offered up a couple of apologies in my adult life to my parents. (laughs) Absolutely. Positively. I'm, I'm, that's the reason why I brought it up because obviously I was feeling a little bit of guilt myself. Yeah. I remember thinking when, when I became a mom, an early mom, I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, she did this with six babies just shoot me right now. I know, right? It was like, I don't know how you ever did it, mom. I'm so sorry. I never, ever meant to give you. Sorry, I take it all back. I'm so sorry. I know. I Definitely, definitely uh, that, that resonates, MJ, for, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so was it your mom or your parents who made the biggest impact on your life or the dentist that you mentioned earlier from Kansas City? You know, actually, um, the truth of that, this, this answer might actually surprise you a little bit. I think that the, the individuals that have made the biggest impact on my life have actually been my children. Ah, interesting. So uh, elaborate on that. 
So when I think about my journey as a mother, I think about all the things that I have learned in that journey. Mm-hmm. And I think about the fact that, um, you know, my, my children have taught me selflessness. They've taught me how to be very selfless. Um, and that's like, like required <laughs> as a mother. Um, so they've taught me that they've taught me leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm leading two humans. I'm like you, it's the biggest responsibility ever. So leadership has been a huge part of, of that journey. So they've taught me leadership communication. Mm-hmm. I've had to inten- intentionally communicate with my children to have healthy relationships. Yeah. So they've really given me some, some enlightening uh, tools in communication. They've taught me operations. <laughs> I think about the fact that, you know, if I, if I didn't really think about how things were run in my household and really, you know, plan those things and all that, they've, they've taught me the importance of having a well-oiled machine, if you will. And they've taught me that leading with love is kind of where it's at. You can do that even in the scope of business. And in in what I do right now and the teams that I lead today, I do lead with my heart. I, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that, you know, being able to recognize that and then employing all of the other things that come with leadership um, for me, that's the baseline. And I, I really think that the biggest impact has come from that journey with my children. Amazing. Great, great insight. Um, now, going to switch gears a little bit. You, uh, when you talk, my, my sense is that you're extremely confident. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask you this question. Have you always been confident as a woman or when you reflect back on your youth, has it been something that you learned along the way? I've definitely learned along the way, for sure. I mean, for sure, for sure. I think that there's moments where I've experienced like profound confidence and then moments where I'm like, whoa, like I do not have this. Like, <laughs> this is not gonna work. <laughs> That's okay though. That's great. You already acknowledged that, that you, you know something, right? So it, that's, that's great. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that I've, I've learned confidence along the way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is, you know, watching other, other people and getting curious, but I also feel like learning confidence along the way had a lot to, to do with learning just in general, just continuing to hone my craft and my skill and being open to the idea that I don't always have all of the answers and I don't always have to have all the answers. And that if I just remain curious and I I remain um, willing and open to learning, then um, I think that that's what's helped me to develop confidence throughout my my journey as a woman and uh, as a a business owner. Now, when when you think about all of those steps along the way, do you think that that men impacted you the most in your development or women? Oh, women. (laughs) Okay. I think that men remind me oftentimes of, um, I think they encourage me that I can do it because I have, I have been in situations where I have felt like I was being mansplained (laughs) and that they didn't necessarily, you know, I'm, I'm a bubbly blonde. 
And um, there's, there's a little bit of a, a perception maybe that is attached to that um, in the scope of the sexes. And so I think what men have done for my confidence is uh, empower me to want to, to be better and do better. Mm-hmm. And women have been the encouragers on the other side of that scope of confidence that you got this, Sam, you're, we're going to fix your crown for you. And, and that's, those are the types of relationships that I've tried really hard to surround myself with, um, along my, my journey. It's those really powerful relationships with women. Now you don't have to respond to this, but one of the things that, you know, I have in, you know, delved into during conversations with other women on this podcast is the fact that bias still exists. I still see it. Uh, I, I still feel like there is a significant amount of bias, not only in dentistry, but many areas. So have you ever experienced anything that was really negative in that regard? And if so, how did you, how did you manage it? I have had, you know, just quite frankly, I have had men cross the line of professionalism because uh, I believe that because I'm friendly and bubbly and all of that, that it, it somehow there was uh, a, a misunderstanding that that was okay. And um, it, just to be honest with you, MJ, when that did happen, um, I was pretty direct and and a little bit sassy. <laughs> I, I, I told him he better back off and we won't be, you know, working together anymore in the future. Um, so, you know, I, I've gotten to the point, especially just where I kind of started my baseline, where I started, I've done a lot of personal work to work through the ideas that I have had about men, um, for quite some time. And so, um, I have gotten to the point and this has taken me a while, but I have gotten to the point where I'm pretty confident to really quickly push that away and, and be pretty direct and not really care what they're going to think about me when I say something that's a little sassy. Good for you. Uh, outstanding way to, to manage it without being disrespectful, obviously, you know, we, we do have to, you know, it's just like a bully. When a bully pushes, you got to push back because if you don't push back, they're going to think, oh, I can take advantage. Right. So uh, very similar situation. So congratulations on capturing that one as well, too. Thanks. It's really great. You know, I, I don't think it is as bad, but I do think that there are situations where many young women get themselves into situations that they can't really navigate. And I think it's, you know, I think it's important that they know that it's okay to say no, 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 baloney. No, exactly. No, nope, not happening. <laughs> so who in dentistry inspires you? Is there anybody in the consulting world that inspires you? So, uh, you know, today I would say, I mean, I've always been, um, there's, there's a lot, I, I hate to even point anybody out. I mean, you, MJ. Oh, God. Thank you. So, so you, I think to be honest with you, I'm mostly inspired today by, by my teams, by the people that show up every single day and are doing the work. I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm inspired by them. I'm encouraged by them. And, and they are why I continue 
to do what I do. They, they make me feel, they make me feel needed and they make me feel good about what we're doing together. So I would say, you know, I have um, about 50 women in uh, the scope of our practices that I get to work with and interface with every single day. And then I have my client base. But I, I would say that that relationship that I've been able to develop with my teams is what inspires me most. It keeps me going and I love them deeply. They're amazing humans. I bet. I bet. There's nothing better than creating a great culture with a great team. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. No, I had, I, I, I developed one in my private practice that was just an amazing eight year journey for all of us. We, we just, you know, brought us to tears when I decided to sell my practice. I mean, it was just that significant. Mm. It's so significant. Just last week, one of my team members um, lost her mother tragically in a car accident. And, uh, you know, it, this is fresh. It happened Thursday this past week. And the outpouring of love and support and generosity that ensued after everyone learned about what happened was that's what inspires me. That was uh, a phenomenal thing to witness. I'm actually getting goosebumps just talking about right now. Um, because to me, that is just, it's, it's, you know, everything else is a byproduct, you know, in dentistry, when we can establish that type of a culture and those types of relationships in our practices, everything else is a byproduct. We, we, I'm confident that we will have successful, profitable dental practices. Um, I just, I really think that's where it's at. So that's how I would answer that. My, my team. Awesome. What was, is one thing that people would be surprised to know about you? Well, usually people are pretty surprised to, to know that I'm not a dentist, but I own some dental practices. That usually shocks people uh, a little bit. So that's one thing. Um, I think that uh, the only other thing that might surprise people, this is kind of a silly answer, is I was a race car driver for a summer um, after, after high school. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is kind of cool. That is really cool. Yeah, my dad was a uh, a professional motocross racer when he was a young man, and so he's he's a motorhead. And you know, my name is Sam. I'm I'm pretty sure he actually wanted a boy, um, <laughs> and um, so he actually, when he got older, he stopped racing motorcycles and started racing cars. And um, there was a class in this there was a division of race cars that was called the Cruiser class. And it was a, a car that had one person that, uh, that controlled the steering and the brake and one person on the passenger side that was the accelerator. And so my sister Star and I were race car driver partners and we were really good. It was so fun, MJ, because after a race we would win, we would come out off the tracks pull off our helmets and everybody recognized that we were, they just got beat by a couple of girls. So it was, it was sort of my first like girl power moment where I was like, this is fantastic. Like, just, I love that story. I think it's an awesome story. Not too many people. I, I don't think I've ever met a race car driver that was female. So good for you. Thank you. I still have a piece of my race car hanging in my house. There's a, my, I had a, a, a piece of the, the hood, turned into a piece of art by uh, an artist and um, it's, it's hanging in, it's hanging in my house. It's a reminder. And, and was that because it was in an accident? No, it's because it was, it was a retired race car. So we, we scrapped. 
<laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, so favorite model or mantra that you live by? Watch out world. Watch out world, that's great. Watch out world, watch out world. I, I really try to have this, I, I wake up every day with the mindset that I can accomplish whatever it is I wanna do today. So watch out world, here I come. I love it. I, I, I love that you're so positive and, and really your outlook is tremendous. So a lot to teach everybody, that is for sure. Thanks, MJ. Appreciate that. Guilty pleasure or secret dream? <laughs> I have both. <laughs> Good. Share away. All right. All right. So guilty pleasure is I would probably choose to go hungry uh, so that I could get massages on a regular basis. That is my guilty pleasure. I just believe in just spoiling yourself in that aspect. It helps my body, uh, my mind, and I always leave feeling very fresh. So I am a massage believer. I go every other week and I, I would go hungry in order to make that happen. So that's my guilty pleasure. My, um, my secret dream is that one day I would really like to live abroad. I think that this is a very big world and I've got to travel um, outside of the United States many times. And I'm always so inspired by what I learn. And it makes me remember how, how big the world is and how much there is to still find out. Mm -hmm. So I would really love to live in some place like Spain someday. And I'm, I'm preparing for that. I'm learning Spanish right now. I'm doing a bunch of research and that's, that's on the list. I love that. I actually share that dream with you because I would love to live overseas for at least a year. My daughter skated um, junior and high school years, and she was very fortunate to be accomplished enough to make the national team. And we skated internationally. So we, we were in Europe four, three or four times a year. And it was absolutely one of the best times in my life that I have the fondest memories of. And I, to this day, I still yearn to go back and travel there. The one country that I am so sad I never got to was Italy. And yeah, because they don't have very much, very, very many skating programs, but when people are always surprised when I tell them I've been to Croatia three times, but they have a huge skating program. So yeah, very interesting. There's still time, MJ, Italy. No, I know there's no time like the present. What is your favorite piece of advice to give young dentists when, when they reach out to you? Because I, I think that's one of the pieces that, that you and I share too is, is you know, the love of young dentists and, and students because that's you know, obviously what I do. But I do think that the advice they get early on and the way they start their careers impacts the rest of their life by the choices they make. So you know, what, what pieces of advice do you pass along to them? I, I often tell them to make sure that they're surrounding themselves with smart, encouraging people. I think that, you know, being open to having a, a tribe that uh, is encouraging and reminds you, like my mom, believe you can because I believe you can, is really important. Having, having that tribe as you enter into that career space, that ownership space, the new dentist space, whatever that is to really surround yourself with a tribe of people that will remind you that you're doing, you're, you're on the right track, you got this, and we're here to lift you up when you feel like you don't. So I think that's, that's part of it. I, I also would remind um, young dentists that it's okay to ask for help. You've been, you've been through, you know so much, 
And now that you're here and you're, you're looking at all these things ahead of you that might be in the scope of ownership or in leadership now, suddenly you're in charge mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, a group of people, um, or maybe you're, you're, you're working under the scope of another leader or whatever that is to, to never be afraid to just continue to ask for help. Just get curious and, and stay focused on that piece and it will, it will serve you well. And other than that, I, I would just go back to what my mom always reminded me is that just believe that you can do this. You've got everything that it takes to be a successful, happy, profitable dentist. And, and you, you got this. You got this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. I can't thank you enough for the insight you have shared today, Sam. An outstanding interview. And I, I just enjoyed our, our conversation today. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the Women in Dentistry podcast with Dr. MJ Hanlon. If you like our show and want to know more about us, check out our website, thewomenindentistry.com, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us for our next episode as we bring you another amazing woman leading the way for the next generation.